everyone, and welcome back to the Come Up Interviews podcast. Uh, I believe this is episode 65, and this is Brett, and here we are again. Hi, Ty. Hey, it's the Ty Guy. We're back. Wow, episode 65. We're getting very close to episode 70, mm. <laughs> or 80, or 100. So, And we have frequent collaborator, Matt. Hey, thanks for having me on again. I was crunching the numbers. And you actually been on fi- this is your fifteenth appearance. Wow! So that's like about yeah. the same that you guys have been on mine. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Because <laughs> uh, you know we always say you've been on so many times. I guess Ty really wanted to figure out the exact number of times this well, time. Well, we it, yeah, I did because you guys mentioned you mentioned on the Hughes podcast that we just did that we've been on about fifteen, sixteen times. All instead of saying that you've been on fifty times. I actually, actually had the right number, so it's like. <laughs> okay, All right, so you uh, watched the movie. Oh well, I didn't actually finish the movie, but oh. I, but I, there's something about it I did want to mention, which was, you know, it's a <laughs> a TV movie called Cradle Will Fall, which is you know based on Mary Higgins Clark, uh, I believe, and it it's very Lifetime, and it, I'm only watching it really because it has Angie Everhart, and. Um, there's a character that keeps getting mentioned and is, you know, in it to a certain degree so far. Um, and everyone keeps calling him Dr. Fajita. Um, and some and so and some people call him Dr. Fajito. So I thought, OK, I have to look this up, which usually I don't look up anything about a movie while I'm watching it. But I did stop the movie and I looked it up and um, it's a like a Japanese guy and it's spelled F-A-C-H-I-T. A, I think so. It's, shouldn't it be like Fuchida or something? Uh, but but, the, but every time they say Fajita or Fajito, I just have to laugh. It's just so funny because when everyone says like, well, when Dr. Fajito was the, the, and it's like they just say it in the normal cor- course of the dialogue, like without smiling or laughing. I just I find that so funny, or at least the first couple of times I did. So I thought, you know, that comes you know, up sometimes on the podcast or someone will have a funny name, like a character will have a funny name and people say it, but they're not allowed to really let on the fact that it's funny. Um, so I think this is a case well, of that. And that's a, we, that's a, I have a good example of that for, because of this episode, which is about Leo Fong mm-hmm. at one of the movies, there's a funny kind of, you know, pronunciation. So oh, we'll, get, well, I assume we'll that will that. be coming up later and you'll explain. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, but I also understand, Matt, that you have a person who should have been an action star. Well, I got to do the song. Oh. Should have been an action star. And Matt, I don't know if you want to <laughs> chime in. Should have uh, been an action star. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, rock and roll, man. Yeah. Well, this is sort of a music-themed version of that because both of the people we have are music-related. Do you, do you want to do yours first, Matt, or are we can do ours? Up to you. Yeah, I'm still I'm still kind of getting over the the Mr. the Doctor Fajita thing. That's just yeah. hilarious. <laughs> like this is just like, this is, just to hear him say it. Like to hear him say, well, <laughs> Angie yeah. say it. I forget. Yeah. I was, uh, she said. Oh, I'm sure she says it because they're kind of investigating some shady goings on, and they think Fajita might be part of it. <laughs> <laughs> her character is DeMeo, which is great yes. too. That it's like we got a lot of food themes going on in this <laughs> in that 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 movie. <laughs> That's true. I'm surprised there isn't a character named Larry Sandwich. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, Bob Quesadilla. You know, it's right. like... yes, that's his uh, uh, his buddy. <laughs> well, actually, uh, the 
doctor is named Dr. Hiley. And then they, there's one scene where someone says, like, he charges like his name, Hiley, <laughs> and then, then says it again. It's like, we got it. But then just, he charges like his name, Hiley. So I think that's also kind of a funny bit, too. I guess. Go ahead, Matt. Would you want me to do my, my action? Yeah, do yours. Yeah, sure. So my action star is Paul Young, but like the current modern older Paul Young. Um, so I was listening to uh, Every Time You Go Away on uh, on YouTube. Sure. And of course, you know, he posts. Like you do. Exactly. Like, like one is want to do. Um, and um, <laughs> he has this, you know, he has his profile picture on his YouTube account. And I looked at it and it's like he's, he's you know, obviously he's got grayer hair now, but it's kind of like. I don't know if spiked up is the right term, but it's kind of like just kind of up a bit. And then he's got like this gray goatee and like kind of the look on his face in the picture is it's it's kind of serious. And it looks like, you know, sort of the, the modern British gangster film, like, you you know, with his suit and everything. Like he looks like he could be maybe like a cop on the edge who's like trying to take down like, I don't know, like Nick Moran and Craig Fairbrass's, you know, <laughs> criminal Go. enterprise or something. <laughs> You gotta love me some Craig Fairbrass, you know. <laughs> and maybe this could be the type of movie where like Scott Atkins is advertised on the cover of the box, but it's only in it for like five minutes. Yeah, I I think that, I mean I, I'm I you know I don't know like I know that there's that uh, there's Shogun Films um and uh you know they they've been making they were trying to bring back the British gangster picture. I mean I know uh, that the, one of the producers Jonathan Sothcott, he you know, we follow each other on Twitter. It's like, if you're listening, maybe, you know, Hey, we can, we can try to maybe bang out that script for you. I mean, I think it's uh, oh, it almost writes that. itself. To some, I mean, I guess the one thing I, I wouldn't be able to write a script about a movie set in England. Cause I don't know enough. Someone would have to take it and like turn it into to England for me. Like I would be like talking <laughs> about, you know, pants and they would be like, no knickers or, you know, or I guess <laughs> trousers. Or, or trousers or something, you know, be uh, like, you, gotta... um, you know, I wish you had mentioned this to me earlier, Matt, because um, I've seen Paul Young live. No, really. <laughs> yes. Have, has anyone here seen Paul Young perform live? No. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, hey, but you have. I have. And if you had mentioned this to me before, I maybe could have approached him and uh, backstage and and pitched this to him in person. Wow. Um, when did you uh, see him? Um, this was a couple of years back, and um, it was part of what was called the Retro Futura Tour, which was kind of a package grouping of. 80s artists together and um he was on the bill i mean so if people are interested it was katrina from katrina and the waves and then paul young and men without hats and um uh, the english beat aka the beat and modern english and uh howard jones oh that's not sure i see you were sometimes yeah that's where i got the shirt for when i saw howard jones who was amazing uh and modern english and the english beat were great too um What's interesting, though, about Men Without Hats is, um, you know, they played Safety Dance twice during the course of a 30-minute set. Well, they so. kind of have to. Well, the English beat, did they play Save It For Later? Um, yes, I believe they did. And they were so great because they played, like, extended, like, 12-inch mix versions of the songs live. So it was like every song was, like, a lot longer than hmm. – but it was, but, like, every – yeah, it it was just so great, and like everyone, like they had a whole bunch of people on the stage, and they were all dancing, and they looked like they were having just like the best time. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that was a great show, and Paul Young was on the bill, and I got to see him uh, do his thing live, and uh, yeah. So having seen him in person, I can attest to your description of him. Like he, <laughs> you know, he 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 looks like that. So I mean, yeah, he could pull it off. 
wow. So I, yeah, I didn't know he still toured in the U.S. I know a lot oh. of those guys tour in England. I, I had no idea. I would um, I would absolutely – If I, I got to keep an eye out then for when he may yeah. come back. Yeah, I mean, I believe that's the only time the Retro Futura Tour has come to Connecticut. If it came back, I would absolutely go again because I get different artists to be on it. It wouldn't be the same lineup probably. Um, but, yes, he definitely – was touring in the U.S. on that sort of package show. And it might come to your area if it comes back. So, yeah, definitely keep an eye out for what's called the Retro Futura Tour. Yeah. Check your local listings. Check your local <laughs> listings, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the closest thing I, – so I, I, I remember I joked with John Cross about this uh, after we were done because when I was in – I went to England in, in, in high school on a school trip, and um, I remember being on the tour bus – uh, well, we were going from one place to another, or whatever. And every time you go away, it was playing on the tour bus. And I remember thinking, like, this is like a truly like transformative, like British moment. I'm listening to Paul Young in the country that Paul Young is from. Um, it was like, wow, this is just you know, kind of, you know, it truly brought the trip together beyond, you know, going to see the Abbeys and, you know, seeing a Shakespeare play in Stratford-upon-Avon and all the things that you're supposed to think are great about England. That was the moment where I was like, wow, I've truly done England. Yeah, that makes sense. And also, is that like a special like kids on holiday playlist? Like it had to have every time you go away. And what else did it have? Did it have like Rome by the B-52s and um, other <laughs> like traveling related songs? Or, no, uh, actually, that's an interesting point. I didn't even think of the travel aspect of it. That that, <laughs> that would have been perfect. No, and the thing about that trip was like we were 18 or I was 18. It was like my senior year of high school. And I had wanted to go to France because I was studying French in school. But then my, my French teacher was ill and they had to cancel the trip to France. So I was like, of oh, course, we'll do this trip. To, you know, this trip to England thing is like kind of a backup. And I went. And I remember there was somebody else in my, my the tour group who was also 18, and my school had this rule at the time. They changed it after our trip, but at the time it was, if you are legal to drink in the country that we're visiting, it's okay if you drink. Um, and so the idea was they, they kind of just figured, okay, you're just going to go to the liquor store and bring some alcohol back with you to the, to the hotel and whatever. You do do whatever. Um, but this guy in the group is like, Matt, why are we going to get alcohol to drink at a hotel? We do that in America. Let's go to some bars. And I was like – Okay, yeah, let's go to some bars. And um, we did bars like the entire time. Um, and they decided after that 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 was like, no more, no more drinking, even if you're over 18 and that's legal in that country. If you're not 21, you can't drink on the trips. And so, um, yeah, we, we, we kind of ruined it for everybody. <laughs> no more bloody drinking. Well, <laughs> at least it was, uh, you got the chance to do it for the last time, you know? Mm -hmm. So they, you, just, you got snuck in under the wire and that was lucky. <laughs> Yeah, so like the funny thing is like I guess like even though you can drink at 18 in England, like there's there's kind of like, kind of like the way it is here in the United States too, like where you're, where certain crowds go to certain uh, bars, and so you kind of just know if you're in the right one. And we were kind of going to a lot of ones that like older people went to without knowing that they did, and I think they were just kind of like the, the novelty of having these Americans here to just talk about America or something was enough that they didn't care. Um, there were some clubs where you'd go to and they'd be like, if you're not 25, you can't get in. Like, so they even kind of had some of those rules, but um, that was kind of the funny part was that like, here we are these 18 year old kids who don't really know anything about really anything. And we're just hanging out with like these 30 somethings or 40 somethings. And um, they were just kind of like the novelty was enough for them to not just be like, get out of here, kids. We don't want to deal with you. Did they call you a yank? Yeah, I think we did get called a Yank. It was kind of the funny thing is that that was kind of it was like it was slightly after OJ, so they brought up OJ a little bit. But the other thing was that like <laughs> they they would talk about like crime in America and be like, you know, like man, you know, I don't know what you know if somebody tried to like stick me, you know, like like you know, like kind of try to rob me or something like that, I would just be like, you, yeah, yeah, they'd be like, 
something like, that's like, well, you know, I'll just, you know, I would just be like, go ahead and shoot me if you, you know, if you want my money that bad. And I was like, you're probably going to get shot and have your money taken. Like, it's not really an option, you know, it's like, you know, but it was kind of funny, like their idea of like American crime versus like what we kind of just, you know, from watching the news and stuff in the 90s kind of knew it to be. They know well, about Cato Kalin in the UK, that he's a professional house guest or house mate if he was in the UK, right? Yeah. <laughs> Flatmate. Mm, I, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. No, I think actually, I think, I think I may have. I remember one of the bars. I think somebody did bring up OJ, and I think I brought up Kato Kalen, and I think they didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> he must not have seen Soul of the Avenger. Right. Right. Or Beach Fever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about Beach Fever last time. You, you tried to tape it, and then right. it yeah. didn't go well. Right. Exactly. I still got to watch it now that it's on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> But so, so should we do our action star? Well, that was basically I have one question for you, oh, Brett, okay. which is oh, about oh, yes. Howard Jones. Did he, did he play What is Love? Of course. Of course. And he played Things That Can Only Get Better? Yes. Okay, yes. good. I want to make sure. Um, yeah, and he, he played all the hits, but he had this amazing uh, show. It's this amazing presentation with all these screens and lights. And it was very theatrical and very involving. And it was just it was just amazing. I would go see Howard Jones again in a heartbeat. I loved it. My coworker um, saw Howard Jones because her dad is actually a, was, is a Howard Jones fan, and so she uh, she was talking about that how she she's like yeah we went inside she, she's in the the, the the Cleveland area and she was like yeah I wonder if it was the same tour because um, she she talked about how like excited he was to see him and she took him and uh, yeah they, she mentioned the same thing about how he had a great show yeah yeah so and he closed the show and, and that definitely sent I think everyone home on a high. Um, I mean, we could talk. This is now the Howard Jones podcast. Uh, what is love? The podcast. What? Yeah, well. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but I guess we can go to our action star, which is more musical stuff. Um, so get ready for more singing, which we have Phil Collins. And Wait. Oh, no, no, right, right, right. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, go ahead. So, Sorry. Phil Collins and Philip Bailey or Phil Bailey. So they're, right. they're, it's a buddy cop movie, like Lethal Weapon. So the success of Easy Lover, you're thinking, yeah. was, was so big and so all-encompassing yeah, a, a movie company said hey these guys work great together yep. they're both named phil yeah maybe we could <laughs> exactly put them as buddy cops a- and uh, phil collins had done acting it's, at that time he's in miami vice and buster and other movies <laughs> frauds um, frauds <laughs> yeah so no stranger to being in front of the camera it, it makes perfect sense i don't know why that didn't happen yeah. It could be like running scared, or you know, Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So that that's what I'm picturing too. Like it was, it or like um or Red Heat almost like a, a yeah. or or Action Jackson. That sort of perfect. it's a buddy cop it's movie, but it's yeah. but there's humor, of course. It's not dark, yeah. not very dark. No, it's it'll be fun. It, it, it'd be rated R because it would be kind of like surprisingly violent. So it's yeah. Just like yeah. so you don't really expect some of the like kind of head bashing violence you're gonna get. <laughs> running right. scared. Uh, uh, Matt, thoughts? <laughs> so I think you, you both summed up exactly what I was thinking. Because I just think yeah. of like the video for Easy Lover where the two of them are like joking around and, yeah, and doing cool. all kinds yeah, of perfect. stuff. Yeah, perfect. It, it plays out like like a running scared. Um, and, and I could see them getting a bulletproof car and, and, and you know, <laughs> driving around to take out Jimmy Smith or whoever the baddie is. Yeah, I, oh, absolutely. I think Jimmy Smith yeah. is named Delgado or something similar. I know that's our, kind of our mainstay drug <laughs> dealer right. name. Because we already killed Delgado, Delgado Jr., Delgado the Third. We were running out of Delgados here, but and you know Miami Vice. Don't forget about Calderon. 
Oh, no, not again. <laughs> We're going to sorry, call but on podcast, it, but I mean, it's like... We're just still I, I'm sorry, call. but I, I do believe that was relevant to mention because uh, of what we were just talking about and the, the Phil Collins Miami Vice connection. I know, I know, but I think the last time you we were talking about Matt, we were talking about Calderon. Uh. <laughs> Look it up. He's actually, he's um, Gonzalez. Julio Gonzalez is Jimmy oh. Smith. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, Thanks and then, and then Billy Crystal is Danny Costanzo. Um, so... <laughs> That's interesting that we got to, you know, um, and of course, the, Dan Hedaya in that movie, I think that's that's got to be who the police chief is in this. Well, it, it's almost like it could be like in the same universe as Running Scared. Yes. Almost like a Running Scared. Got a crossover, um, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, cro- or yeah, spin off. I don't know if it's sequel, spin off, crossover, yeah, not, reimagining, yeah. whatever it's, they call it. Oh, I could, I could see it. Like maybe they talk to Phil Collins and Phil Bailey like in, a, in an office and they're so fun and cool. They get their own spin off. Right. Happens all yeah. the time. Yeah. Well, what happened with what Laverne and Shirley? Oh, well, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, if we want to talk about spinoffs, I mean, you know, Family Matters and um, you know, uh, just the ten of us. You know, people love Bill Kirchenbauer. He was so he, he was so huge. They gave him his own show from Growing Pains. Yes. I mean, he could be the action star of Kirchenbauer. It's like <laughs> that was his name, right? Bill Kirchenbauer. You know, I got a good memory. Well, oh, I I, 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 yeah, I never knew his name. I just knew the look, like the the yeah, uh, that just his face, you know. Yeah, Kirchenbauer, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so that's what, and now yeah. we have the return of, of one of our old segments. Oh so, yes, you know, by popular demand, you know, yeah. people have asked. Well, at least one person, I believe, it was Richard Hawes, uh, Hawes, has asked what happened to cliche of the day. And as we've said on the podcast before. We were happy to keep doing it, but we ran out of cliches. But if some should come up, we will mention them. So I, I did think well, of one. Before we do that, I just want to say yes. it's the cliche, cliche of the day. All right. <laughs> okay. a while. Yes, inject some uh, much needed energy into the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's the cliche of the day, and then yeah, it's, it's a maximum yeah, breakout. Been out a while. <laughs> yeah, it's a maximum breakout. As we. Um, okay. So. Usually this happens usually if there's like a group or a gang of baddies and then one of them gets shot or stabbed. Usually one of the more level headed members of the gang will say he needs to get to a hospital. And then the head of the gang says no hospitals. And then usually there's a scene of them on a bed or something, uh, you know, suffering and sweating it out. And they're sweating profusely with their bullet or knife wound, Um, depending on the show or movie. That would depend on how long the scene goes on. Um, and then a lot of times they'll have their own guy, like a disgraced former doctor, try to sew them up and they're usually drinking and there's a scene of them taking the bullet out and some old sawbones. And um, uh, but uh, basically it's um, no hospitals is the is the cliche of the day. I just want to say classic sawbones. Because yeah. <laughs> usually they have a guy, you know, yeah. someone who they will like stitch him up that doctor. isn't in the hospital. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so then someone gets shot or stabbed and then they're suffering and sweating. And then some member of the gang says no hospitals. Thoughts. That, that yeah, thoughts? Well, well, right. It, 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 or sometimes it, it leads into like a what is like a, um, a home invasion situation, right, where maybe they they take a doctor hostage to make him. Right. Yes. Like that happens him, too. Right. And, and stitch people, him up now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, you know, he's like close to dying. You better save him. You better save him. You know, if you yeah. want your family to be safe, you better save him, Doc. You know, and it's like, like, and it's like, like the doctor's kind of like, 
how does that work? Like, I, you know, it's like the bullets there. I can't, you know, if, if he's going to die, he's going to, you know, it's like, a, you know, but, you know, but, but I always we, love that idea. And like, sometimes they say that in the movie, like the doctor will say, well, I mean, you know, I don't have my medical equipment here. Or, or sometimes it'll be someone who is a nurse and says, right. well, I'm a nurse. I, I'm not fully qualified yeah. to do this. Like, well, you do it. And so yeah, someone who's not 100 percent qualified to do it will have to do it. Yes, well, they made yeah. a whole movie on that, which is playing God with David Duchovny, uh, which I want to rewatch. But I think it was a little slow going. But I think he might have a shotgun. David Duchovny oh. at the end. Duchovny. Oh. Oh. Well, Duchovny plays like kind of that doctor character. I think he shoots. Well, spoiler. Oh, no. Are you sure? <laughs> Okay, I haven't fine. seen it. Do you have to do okay, spoilers? Fine, fine. No spoilers. Okay, how about he shoots someone that might be a popular <laughs> okay. name? All right. Fine. Okay. Uh, he might be on the cast list. That's all. Uh, okay. So. <laughs> so I get that's another movie that I got mixed up with um, uh, Extreme Measures. And what's the one? Is that the one with Hugh Grant? Yeah. Or, no, what's the one with Andy Garcia? Is that? Uh, it's like, the one, a doctor? Desperate. Oh, you, desperate De- Measures. Desperate, desperate Measures. Okay, so we have Playing God. Extreme Measures and Desperate Measures. Yeah. And they all came out around the same time, and it's all very confusing. Well, Desperate Measures is very similar to kind of to playing God, basically. So, well, we loved like medical, you know, well, ER was very popular. So we loved medical dramas and action. <laughs> Someone <laughs> thought to combine them, I guess. <laughs> um, I've seen Desperate Measures. What did you watch that? I've or never seen Desperate Measures. I haven't seen, seen any of them. I haven't seen Playing God, Desperate Measures, or Extreme Measures. Desperate measures that. So that's the Andy Garcia one. Yeah, Michael Keaton. Okay. Yeah, I. I one of those ones that I think if I saw it, I saw it like so long ago that mm, like very video store, very '90s video store yes, choice. Definitely. It's like your third choice at the video store. Like, oh, all right, Desperate Measures had Andy Garcia and Keaton. Yeah, it's not your first choice, but it's also not like your tenth choice. It no, is it's sort like, of like a second or third kind yeah, of choice. Like, oh, all right, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the movie is, basically. Oh, all right. Isn't that what all three of those movies are? Or I think it? Extreme Measures is probably the best one. But I have to keep that in mind. Well, I have a copy if you want to borrow it. Yeah, maybe. I don't have I don't have Desperate or Playing. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's some apostrophes in there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just uh, didn't want to see the titles over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but are those movies you're looking for? Like, if you found Playing if God found, at like Goodwill? Yeah, if I found that shirt, I found well, Desperate Measures is so cliched. I don't know. I'll, I'll think about it. We get it for a dollar. Yeah, but then maybe if you watch it, we could come up with some new cliches of the day. Well, <laughs> that's true. Uh, but I guess we can jump into what our topic. Yeah, the topic of the day. Now I do have a bit of background on. Oh uh, well, who are we talking about there, Brett? <laughs> Leo Fong. Yep, um, Le- Leonard Fong. <laughs> yeah, Le- yes, yes, Le- Leonard Fong. Jr. Leonard Fong, the um, late Leonard. Yeah, Fong. who he just passed away. I know. Um, <laughs> hey, he, he was. He was born. Yeah, we should have maybe done this a bit earlier, but it's okay because um, he was born November twenty third, nineteen twenty eight, and he died on oh. February eighteenth of twenty twenty two, and he right. was ninety three. That's a what a life. Well, and that's nothing. So I mean, I'll just give you the short version because you know I don't like to spend that much time on background, but I do think it's important to have some sort of context. Um, so, um, based on what I have in front of me, it's a Fong was born in the Xinhui district in the city of Jiangmen, located in the province of Canton, China, in 1928. At the age of five, he arrived in Seattle, Washington with his parents and siblings. Um, uh, let's see. Um, uh, after, you know, so there's a bit of his growing up and then, 
let's see. At age 12, he bought a book called The Fundamentals of Boxing by Barney Ross. He studied the book from cover to cover and learned how to defend himself from bullies. He took up boxing at age 15. Having a knockout punch, his amateur record was 18 and 7, or 18 18 to 7, or I'm not sure how you say that actually. Is it 18, 18 wins? What, 7? Seven, seven seven uh, yeah, I guess seven. So. Yeah. yeah, I think that was. As well as having a great amount of experience from the American amateur boxing program, Fong had very good experience in weight training. He was a friend and student of professional bodybuilder Bill Pearl and had trained under him for a few years. His entry into Eastern martial arts began in the 1950s with judo and jujitsu. Through the years, he studied and practiced various martial arts styles to the point where he developed his own style called Wei Kune Do. He was a friend and a famed martial artist, Bruce Lee, and managed to have a sparring session with him. Fong appeared on the cover of the 10th anniversary edition of Black Belt Magazine. Bruce Lee arranged it. At first, Fong was reluctant to appear on the cover, but Lee insisted. Fong asked him why, and Lee said it would be cool to have a minister and martial arts expert on the cover. And um, yeah, so that's a bit of background there. And uh, let's see. I don't know. As far as, but I would encourage anyone who's interested in the life of Leo Fong to somehow see or get the uh, Blu-ray of Revenge of the Bushido Blade, because there's a long, long interview with him where it, he talks about his life, and it's a great watch. So I would strongly you have recommend that. Right? Uh, yes, I do have it. Okay. Um, and then Wait. I guess he, he, I'm trying to see his his earliest stuff, which possibly came in 1984 with kill point and then he was off and running i was that's going to be number five on my list okay Uh, but i mean you want to talk more more background it's fine no no that's all i have and then bill bill pearl was he connected to bill superfoot (laughs) Superfoot because their names are both bill yeah um, <laughs> sure i'm sure they're well, I mean, related I, I want to be named superfoot you know it's like well, you, the, the pro- well we all do but the problem is you have to have a super foot like, i don't just throw that foot. name out there for everybody yeah. it's got a regular old foot not a super yeah. foot yes well yeah. then i'm sorry but you're out of luck <laughs> matt do you have a super foot or just like a <laughs> <laughs> what a question <laughs> I, you, it, it's funny at my it, I'm realizing I'm getting older because I was walking in the city and um, I kind of turned my ankle like just as I was walking and then realized that the other foot hurt even more because of like the turning my ankle and sort of like correcting it like that, that you know I'm getting to that age where like the, the correcting it from hurting from the, turning the ankle does even more damage than the actual turning of the ankle like that's so so I like I guess the opposite of super foot. I'm like, <laughs> so it'd be super hurt foot. Right, exactly. <laughs> I say lesser foot. <laughs> so I guess that just makes super foot's foot all the more impressive because he probably doesn't have that problem. He could probably turn his ankle any way he wants. Anytime he wants. <laughs> Maybe that could be something for a, another podcast. He's like kind of these other martial arts, kind of like Leo Fong, like a super foot or um, – you know, like a Darren Shalavi, like these kind of not not lesser, but this you know another. Well, okay, wait, didn't Matt already do that with the other guys? Well, this could be another other guys. Other guys part two, more other, other guys. guys. It's more martial artists that you see in these movies a lot. So yeah, Benny the Jet. Yeah, Benny the Jet. Yeah. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. So yeah. that could be yeah. something. I'll write that down. We'll get yeah. our get our go go out and get our automix sweatpants and yeah. tank tops. <laughs> do they still sell those? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. I, I they're in a lot in. of movies in the early 90s. Yeah. 
Yeah, especially ones that had those kinds of guys in them. It's like it's almost like they, <laughs> they I guess that like helped pay for their appearance fee. Was oh, yeah. And it was in the ring, too. Like in all these movies, it's printed on the floor of the ring and there's there's banners. I mean, what was it? Is it like like one of those weight gain 5000 type deals? Yeah, I think they were like martial arts gear or something, I guess. I don't oh, know. I, I was assumed it was something you eat. But well, it's like TC TC Claus. You know, remember they had those outfits on and TC 2000 and all those other movies. So they have an official site. They they they've transferred over to MME, MM, MMA stuff. Oh, um, well, that makes sense. Bodybuilding MMA. You're right. Bodybuilding. Yep. They 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 they, they don't call them Zubaz pants. They call them baggy gym pants. Oh, <laughs> no, they're, they're Zubaz. Oh, someone's splitting hairs. <laughs> no, they're they're freaking Zubaz. <laughs> well, I think Zubaz is a brand name, so maybe they can't say that. You know, it's kind of like they can't say frisbee; they have to call it a novelty flying disc. <laughs> you can't say. Well, maybe Jinko Jeans can make a comeback now. <sighs> Let's hope. <laughs> they have a they have a, a they have a, a shoe. They have a ring sneaker. They call the Stingray, which I wonder if that comes from a uh, uh, the Undefeatable. Um, is that the movie? Is that the, do I have the name yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, that's with uh, Roth Rock hey, and, and John yeah, Miller. The bad guy Stingray. Yes, he sure is. That's John Miller. That's his name in the movie. I didn't remember that. I think. No, I think it's da- um, Nam. What's his name? Something Nam, right? Or um, oh. oh boy, he only I must did be like thinking. one or two movies. Well, I know John Miller was definitely. I think he was the cop on the case with Rob yeah, Rock. Was, Don Miller worked with Don Niem. Don Niem. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. He yeah. was in that in the other movie that John Miller was in. He was the bad guy. Right, Honor and Glory. Yeah, Honor and Glory, which he was amazing. Uh, yeah, he that's, was great in that. That has the that's Oscar worthy. I'm not immortal. Kidding. Other guy saying tape. Oh yeah, tape. <laughs> Which we still quote probably, today. We should probably jump into the Fongster. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we, I have a top five Fong. Yeah. List. I don't know if you you have that too. I've got Matt. a five. I've got a five plus an honorable mention. Okay. okay. Well, Matt, why don't you go first? Yeah. So go my first. number five is one that doesn't star Fong, but was directed by him. It's a fight to win. Um, oh. Hmm. Okay. And so I, this movie, I mean, you know, speaking of Roth Rock, you know, she, she's in it. This is uh, one of the two that has Ronnie Lott, um, former all-time, right, exactly. Um, Ronnie. It, I think when I described it, when I did my review, I looked it up and I was like, it was like, you know, there's like jokes that are funny. There's bad jokes that are even funnier. And then there's serious scenes that are even funnier than that. And um, <laughs> that's, Yeah, that's that what you great. want. That's perfect. a perfect gradient of what you want in a movie like that. Yeah. And then there's the, the the dance martial arts training scene that um, I believe it's George Chung who who does that scene, um, which is just absolutely amazing. That like I think I, if you go to this if you go to my review of it, uh, Fight to Win, if you click on one of the images, it takes you to the image page, and I I did post the video on there of that uh, dance fighting montage scene um, that that we get in there. Um, it's yeah, that was an amazing bit. I mean, we just—I think we were just cracking up watching that one. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's so, I also, I mean, uh, runtime—it's like just—it's—it's it's under eighty minutes. Um, and and I think that the—I mean, yes, the only thing I think that would make it better—I mean, yes, it's also got a great cast, right? You, I mean, between Roth Rock, you've also got Norton, um, Troy Donahue, who seems to appear in these movies, uh, Chuck Jeffries. Um, no, no Stack Pierce, unfortunately. I think he could have used Stack Pierce and and uh, and um, Leo Fong. So that's why it's only number five for me. Uh, but in terms of like you know late '80s bad action, um, it just it's so much fun. I love how Rothrock is all over the cover when she's not in the movie that much. It's a good choice. That is a good choice. And uh, our number five is Kill Point, which has Stack Pierce. Yeah, that's and, my number three. So yeah, we, we we can go a little bit more in depth on it. Um, yeah. Well, Ty, go ahead. Well, I mean, 
this is it's a good starting point for people who want to watch Fong. I mean, it is kind of amateurish, but amateurish fun, you know. I mean, the plot, I guess, people know the plot of this one. <laughs> Lieutenant James Jim Long, played by Fong, uh, he's out he's out for revenge, and he teams up with Richard Roundtree, and Stack Pierce is, uh, plays a murderous uh, assistant with um, Cameron Mitchell. Yeah. Right. And a lot of these movies were directed by Frank Perry, is it, right? Frank okay. Harris. Frank Harris. Oh, Frank Harris. Frank Harris. Yeah. Frank Harris. Yeah. And he also did cinematography on um, on some of uh, Fong's directed movies as well. So I think he kind of helped Fong as a director. Yeah. Yeah. No, they did seem to work together a lot. And it was a good partnership. I mean, they they produced a lot of entertaining movies. Um, well, especially Lockdown. Did you yeah, see Chris that DeRose. one? Yeah, Chris DeRose. Yeah. You ever seen that one, Matt? No, I haven't seen that one yet. You guys see just the cover of Chris DeRose and his face is just like perfect. It's just like meathead face. Because he's sort of like a more meatheady Ken Wall. <laughs> oh, that, that's amazing. <laughs> I love uh, the idea of that. Um, and so if you're looking to see more Frank Harris, uh, that's definitely one to watch out for. Um, it isn't, I rewatched this one maybe about two years ago, Kill Points. Like, okay, this is this is a good one because it's just, you get the kind of the Fong action you want. It's just something about it is a bit off. <laughs> like right, most which is what we ones. want of course <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like what's go- and it's all haphazardly made but something about it keeps your attention so. and the cast is really good it's genuinely yeah. good you know and there's a part where well you've seen this one right matt kill point oh, yes. yeah. okay so there's a part where cameron mitchell tries to teach his dog to smoke <laughs> <laughs> so it's like <laughs> would we expect anything less from a movie like this? I mean, that that's why we watch these movies for these awesome, wacky, crazy moments that y- you won't find anywhere else. Now yeah, we said this. Go ahead, Matt. Sorry. No, no, I was gonna say the, the Fong hair too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Let's talk about the Fong hair for a minute. Yeah, it's like a page boy haircut. Well, right? it's usually kind of a bowl of some yeah. form or fashion. Yeah. Could be a fifth beetle. Right, it's like really a mix good. between like mod and like medieval like you said like page boy or something like medieval like medieval page boy i like that medieval (laughs) page boy yeah (laughs) with with fong mixed in it's like there is enough there's there's some genuine fong in there as well it's like all three and then the the movie it's like it can't do enough close-ups of fong it's almost like they just want to give us like it's almost like frank harris was just like he saw fong as like this this beautiful muse that he just had to keep showing like these huge (laughs) close-ups of his face and it's yeah, I mean, wouldn't you? <laughs> um, Don't you want to be a medieval page boy <laughs> from China? From China. <laughs> um, with a bowl haircut as well. It could be described as a sort of that classic bowl haircut. Well, I think uh, I had that as a kid. You know, there's a yeah. There are some old pictures of you with that sort of bowl haircut. You know, um, that's uh, so. Um, all right, so that's kill point. Uh, yeah. So Matt, your what's number your number four? Man? So my number four, kind of going on the same theme as number five. Uh, my number four is Hawkeye, uh, another one Hawkeye. That's directed yes. but doesn't yeah. star in. I love Hawkeye. I, yes, I we mean, gave that four stars on the site. <laughs> <laughs> this is everything you want. I, I could definitely see why you picked this. This is this delivers on the spine of the box. It says All Pro Football Star Ronnie Lott. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I love that we like talk about like him all the time. Yeah, he, yeah, he's he's briefly and you blink and you miss all pro football star. I think he's running just wild. in a bar. He has a shotgun. That's it. 
you know, and it's like that's it. But it's on the spine of the box. It doesn't just have a picture of him or a picture of him with his name. It says all pro football star. It's like Kennedy cousin Michael Skakel. Like that's his name. Or well, yeah, rocker Tommy picture. Lee. Yeah, yeah. There's a picture of I have on, on our site here. It says it right on the corner. Yeah. So, so and that that alone should tell you what you're in for. And he's like he's a he's a he's a well-meaning cop who. Well, I'll let you talk about it. But I remember he he doesn't he go to a school and he does volunteer work. But Ooh, George Chung. Uh yeah, Hawkeye, Hakamoto, right? Yeah, right. Because no, what it is is like he's he's like doing his police work, and then they tell him you got a group of kids coming to you've got to like show them around. He's like all angry about it. And he's like telling this one kid that like he. He shot another kid named Lionel that had the same name as, you know, then like because he annoyed him too much. And the kid's supposed to be like, oh, all right, I'll, I'll behave on this trip, you know. And then like Chuck Jeffries is also like taking a kid and the kid's like, oh, my 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 friend. I, I know this guy who's a drug dealer who makes two thousand dollars a week, you know, and Chuck Jeffrey gets all mad. And he's like, I'm gonna bust you if you become a drug dealer, you know, and all that stuff. And it's like, yeah, it's it, 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 it it's like I don't know. it um I was trying to think how to describe like the it's like first off, you get this smooth jazz. Um, and actually, there's almost like this. Then the beginning. Yeah. Well, and then also like there's a theme that sounds like um, "Ain't Nobody" by um, by Rufus and Ain't Nobody. Khan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like every time they go from like one scene to another, it's like do 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 do. You know. And, and that like, in itself is very Fred Williamson esque. That's like that's kind of a Fred move right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dakota Smith. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's like yeah, I I was trying to think like like. I mean, the other thing too is like, it celebrates police brutality. It's like, nice. you know, like they're, they're questioning. A, it's like remember, like they're questioning a witness, and it's like, all right, first George Chung's gonna beat up the witness, while you know Chuck Jeffries sits on the other side of the door, listens and laughs at all like the meat slapping, you know, and then they switch, and then the other one, be, you know, like and then it's like, ha we got all this information out of them by beating him up. That's great, you um, know, and it's like. Okay, police brutality. I'll, I'll just go with it, you know. And on a scale of one to ten, what would you say Chuck Jeffries's Eddie Murphyisms are in this movie? Seven. Yeah, I, I would say like an early ten. Like it's almost, <laughs> early ten. Okay. And then it, and then later in the film, it kind of goes into more like a five territory. So I think <laughs> that seven is a good way to split the difference. <laughs> Because um, you know some movies he's more like Eddie Murphy than others, but I, I definitely see the, the why someone might compare Chuck Jeffries to Eddie Murphy. Um, no, no, I don't see that. Oh, okay, you don't see it. Oh, okay. No, uh, I think Chuck uh, Jeffries was first, then Eddie. So, well, I, but I mean, <laughs> Chuck Jeffries can do martial arts. Eddie Murphy you know. cannot do martial arts as, that we know of. I mean, like no, I don't think he's ever displayed it in any movie. But he, Chuck Jeffries clearly he, is an is an accomplished <laughs> martial artist. So he's got the Eddie Murphy and he's got the martial arts. I, that might make point. him better than Eddie Murphy. <laughs> he, 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 right, he Edward Murphy now. Eddie Murphy can only do one. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm convinced is, that laugh is might be not real. That <laughs> Eddie Murphy laughs is perfect for the movie. So because he goes, "Hey, okay." <laughs> Oh, I think Chuck Jeffries probably has to really restrain himself from doing a similar yeah, laugh. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, it, it, he does. Could be his brother. It really but, it's exactly but, but, it, but Hawkeye is his name because his name's Hakamoto. So his right. name's Hawkeye Hakamoto, just so yeah. people want to know. And it's about the same quality level as uh, Kindergarten Ninja. Have you seen Kindergarten Ninja, Matt? I don't know if I've seen that one. I've, I've <laughs> seen – what's the other one that's like – um. Nin- there's the one that, that Gary Daniels did that had like ninja kids in it. Or something oh, like pocket that. ninjas. Pocket ninjas. Yeah, that's the one that I've seen. Oh, I mean, kindergarten ninja. And I say it that way because it ninjas in quotes in the so kindergarten ninja. Um, it, it's like a homemade labor of love type movie. It's not very 
you know, easy to it find. Might on, but it might be on YouTube. It might be on hopefully. YouTube. But it's it's very entertaining. And um, also the mayor is Mayor Crocolini in the movie. <laughs> so that should give you some idea of what we're dealing with. It also it has an all-pro football star in it, too. Um, but it's not Ronnie Lott. <laughs> it's not Ronnie Lott. It's some other football guy who's, I think, more well-known. I can't think of his name right now. But uh, something to check out if you like Hawkeye. It's kind of similar. Go ahead. I was going to say that reminds me with Hawkeye. We have Troy Donahue as the mayor who, with that smooth jazz uh, sound, he sounds like a smooth jazz DJ when he talks, even though he's (laughs) swearing most of the time. Uh, But he's just like, Hakamoto, I can't have you out here. (laughs) But then, of course, he swears at him, too. But it's like, you know, um, and it's just like, and then coming up later, we've got a little Kenny G. Um, But yeah, so so the Troy Donahue factor with these movies is interesting. But I think for Hawkeye, you know, the scenes that he shows up in, he's just he's great. Yeah. And, and, and it's kind of an antidote to the typical W.Y.C., as we call it, the white yelling chief. Um, <laughs> he's not really yelling. He's you're right. He's more he's smooth. Like calm. Yeah, he's very <laughs> calm. <laughs> well, the thing uh, Hakamoto, he doesn't like uh, he doesn't like sushi. He doesn't know what a dojo is. <laughs> it's like. So you're saying he's almost like a traitor to his race because uh, <laughs> sure, <laughs> that's what you're implying. I can tell. I'll say it. You know, you're saying he doesn't know about these Asian things. No, Why not? Be, <laughs> I guess there's also uh, a meathead that or shirtless guy who looks like Jerry Trimble. Yes. I didn't so. understand why that guy was shirtless. And he, what we say, he was unnecessarily shirtless. <laughs> yeah. Do we ever, how long have we both been doing this? Come on. Is there ever any pretext that makes sense for these guys to get shirtless? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> he just he actually just takes it off like he's got a shirt on and the other guys are sitting around with shirts on and he just takes his shirt off and it's like why, why are you doing that like, i think that's what he's like what what yeah. is going on it's this like, almost could be a number one movie i know that this number four if i made the list this might be my personal number one so well you'll you'll like number one because oh, okay right. i have yeah, an idea I, of what it might be I, I, yeah it's interesting now thinking about this with this one being my number four that like yeah this list is, is is only going to get better, so I think that's probably for anybody listening. Like we're just we're going to get into some stuff here pretty soon. Because <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, if we get if we're going upwards from Hawkeye, I mean, man, the sky's the limit here. Um, yeah, the right, Leo's so. the limit. Uh, how about sky's the Leo? Sky's the Leo instead of the Fong show. The no, I'm not, that's not that's no, I'm not. Oh, okay. Doing uh, okay, moving on. Uh, well, our number four is twenty four hours to midnight. Oh. This was an honorable mention for me, so okay. yeah, so we can we can give it some more some more love as well. Well, because the movie's so insane. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's well, explain explain why is it insane? Well, I mean, like there's going three to people playing one character. <laughs> <laughs> one person, Cynthia Rothrock, and then you have Brink Brink Stevens as the voice of this character, right. <laughs> and there's a whole like a stunt double to do some of the ninja stuff that she she's in. So. And directed by Leo Fong, I think, I think he's actually in it first. He's in it because he talks to White Powder Chan, <laughs> right. uh, played by Stack Pierce. So, right, his name is White Powder Chan. Yeah, Stack Pierce. <laughs> they put the White Powder in quotes though for uh, or, yeah. or for our, our, our English uh, listeners, inverted commas. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the best um, kind of comma. And also, in case people don't know, Stack Pierce is a african-american gentleman yes, so yes, the fact yes. that his name is white powder chan is also a little uh interesting you hear that and then he's like okay what okay let, let's settle in <laughs> right and isn't there also repeated footage absolutely there's barely any rock footage so she's crying in a car and she maybe kicks like one person and that's it <laughs> but this is like one of these movies 
it's almost like assembled out of spare parts and kind of sewn together. Like it, it's like, I wouldn't be surprised at all if this movie had a lot of like production problems and had to stop filming. And then, you know, they started up again and I, I don't know this for a fact, but it really feels like it. Um, it, it has that feel to it, which is great. It's almost like that movie, a night to dismember the Doris Wishman movie. Um, it's very like, disjointed but it's so entertaining it's it's great it's they don't make movies like this anymore it's just amazing so they're actually if you go to the the imdb trivia um there's a person who there's a a a user review that says um titled okay i confess i did it and um this person claims that he was friends with leo fong and he uh took the film and um he had to like retrieve the film from someplace in hollywood um and uh sort of piece it together with some other footage. Um, uh, yeah. Since he hurt his back, actually, retrieving the footage. Um, but, um, <laughs> really but like, How much footage was there? I, was I don't yeah. know. I guess... Two but, I mean, minutes, but it's heavy. Yeah, he said he suffers from the back issue to this day. Um, but I guess... That he's, no, he says there was a measly amount of footage. Um, but I guess maybe where he had to get the footage, maybe he hurt his back? I guess it's, it's like one of those things, right? When you're going downstairs with a whole bunch of those containers, it's like, you know, the one you want is way in the back, so you got to move a whole bunch of other ones, maybe? That's that's what it was. Um, uh, but, yeah, um, it's, it, it's it's interesting. Um, um, and actually, this person said when he was cutting the film, he ran into Napes. Uh, Char, uh, to oh, oh Napier, nice, Napes. Who, Napes yeah, I guess, coming soon. Right, I guess he was looping um, for, um, uh, uh, or no, Oh, oh, this guy says he he asked Napier to be in Frogtown, um, oh, return to Frogtown or Frogtown Two, which he was in. Um, so this guy this guy seems to like have a lot of tea, as as the kids say. Hmm, interesting. He's so so He's going all over the place. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, so I, I'm I don't remember if I read that on IMDb at one point. I, think we, I, I may think have. We did yeah, because we because because but in any case our assumptions were correct that there were this movie had some issues and that it had to be kind of assembled after the fact, but that's just, again, it adds to the entertainment value and it would might not be as good if it had a smooth production, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I didn't know that Brink Stevens did the voice. So that's hilarious. Cause I do, obviously I do that. There was two, uh, I mean, I mean, it's, it's hilarious. Cause it's like, for me, when I was watching it, I think I was like texting or doing something else at the time. And I look up on the screen and I see this woman in a ninja costume and I'm like, who is this? And I'm like, wait a second, that's supposed to be Cynthia Rothrock? And I like had to rewind it back and find out what was going on. It's like, what are those reminders that you really have to pay attention when you watch these so movies? You're, you're texting while fonging, you know? Right, exactly. You can't be texting while fonging. That's, no. a, that's, a, that's a, good, a good PSA for all the kids out there listening to this. No yeah, people fong. take away one thing from this podcast. It really yeah. should be that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, but it's true. I, but I think even though texting wasn't invented back when they made the movie, I do think they were counting on that. They're like, well, if I'm a little distracted, maybe you won't know it's not Cynthia Rothrock in the costume, you know? No, not at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, was it that I didn't know? I was like, who is this person? <laughs> so it's that you didn't know is that you did know that it right, was. I was like, where's this ninja coming in? Who is this ninja woman? Is she, is she supposed to fight Rothrock at some point? Well, I think uh, that was probably the solution they came up with. It's like, well, we only have so much footage. Maybe if we just have someone wearing a ninja costume, no one will know who it is. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, I mean, the eyes are so different. That's the yeah. thing. It's like, it's like the the eyes are so completely different from Cynthia Rothrock's that it's not even close. Like, you know, who, who the and, different people are. And aren't there scenes where there's, you know, the stunt double or whoever she is in the costume, and there's the Brink Stevens voiceover at the same time? Yeah. 
So it's yeah. like there's no Rothrock to be found. Like they're, you know, they're trying to assemble a Rothrock out of different parts, but they can't do it. And it, that just makes you, it makes it highlighted that it's really not her. You know, the voice isn't hers, the body's in hers, the face isn't hers, nothing is hers. So, but again, makes it all, all for the best. I, I just love the idea of I'm Leo Fong. I started this movie with Rothrock. There's been a dispute. We've had to halt production. And then just, I've got this, this footage sitting in a, a vault or something somewhere and it's just eating away at me you know through the years that like i can't do it you know i haven't done anything with this footage like i have to you know like i just i need to make something happen with this footage and that's where we get 24 hours to midnight <laughs> yes like which it does, even the title single. alone is a little off <laughs> right. it's like 20 i mean it's midnight like on the day before is that yeah, what we're talking about friday right should be 23 hours 59 minutes to midnight, <laughs> midnight. Right. Yeah, yeah yeah or it could be two minutes to midnight and it could be more like about iron maiden Right. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So unless we have more. To, I, well, oh. <laughs> all right. So we got the singing. We did a pretty, pretty thorough breakdown of 24 hours to midnight. So sure. number uh, three, Matt. So my number three is actually Kill Point, which we, we've discussed. Oh, OK. I, yeah. Okay, I had it just a little bit better than Hawkeye, because one of the things I did like about Kill Point um, that we didn't touch on was that um, even though it's not this has nothing to do with Leo Fong necessarily, but we have a scene where we get Stack Pierce and Richard Roundtree, but like they're never on screen together, but they're in the scene together. And so I like the idea of a, a Roundtree Stack Pierce confrontation. It's, um, you know, it's a, it, it's very much in the vein of like a heat. It would have been nice if they actually had like a heat type scene where they just sat across great. each other and talked, but that was enough for me to, and it's, uh, I, you know, but I can kind of, in talking with you guys about Hawkeye, I almost kind of wonder <laughs> if like, I, you know, I think maybe the cast of Kill Point did it a little bit more for me, but yeah, I don't know. It's um, the two of them are just so so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Or or if it, if the Stack Pierce and Roundtree thing couldn't have been like he, maybe it could have been like Righteous Kill. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> and we uh, talked about that briefly. Which we talked about in our last podcast pretty thoroughly, yeah. so we won't yeah. go into it again. But uh, but hopefully it would <laughs> be more like Righteous Kill. It is Kill. Uh, Al Pacino uh, and De Niro at their best. Forget <laughs> forget Heat. Yeah, <laughs> Al Pacino just pouring like soda into a cup with like his pinky out was like that was like Oscar worthy for me in, in Righteous Kill. The, the rest of it, I don't know how much. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Compared to uh, some the of the stuff that goes on in that movie. Hooah! Rambo and a skateboarding pimp. Killed him. Maybe. No spoilers. Robin Big. Or that? Oh yeah, Robin Big, my favorite MTV show. I like Robin. <laughs> I love ridiculousness. Yeah, it's on every day on MTV. Every day. <laughs> okay, uh, what's your Kevin? number? Wrong uh, <laughs> movie. Devil's Advocate. Uh, but number three, I have Showdown. Now this is almost like a sequel to Kill Point because he's playing he's playing James Long, you know, again, Leo Fong. And is this also a um, from the same director, Frank Harris? Uh, no, it's from oh. it's, it's directed by Leo Fong. Oh, Leo Fong. OK. Yeah. So this is an amazing movie. Leo Fong, Richard Lynch, Troy Donahue is back. <laughs> and then the great the great man, Werner Hotson's there. <laughs> yeah. And, and his only film appearance, right? He plays Kincaid. He's an evil bike. He's, he's the leader of an evil biker gang. And then uh, there's also the guy named the commander, <laughs> like Richard Lynch. <laughs> And he needs help uh, ring the town of these evil bikers, so he gets uh, James Long on the case. Right. And, then, and that's pretty the, much the plot. Right? Yes, but there's a certain line in the movie. Oh yes. <laughs> in his in his Fong way of talking, which is very uh, <laughs> distinctive, <laughs> very distinctive, and 
<laughs> very Ron Martini, which is like, how would you like a shovel head? And then hit someone in the head of a shovel. So just let's rewind that for a second. Yeah. He asked someone if he, he says, his exact line is, yeah. how would you like a shovel head? Yes. That's, that's, his like line. Shovel? that's his line. We've been Think quoting it ever since we saw the movie, but it's it's just amazing. Um, but yeah, the, the plot is, you know, there's a dusty old Western town and then yeah. a, a biker gang led by Werner Herzinger comes in, uh, and starts causing havoc. So, um, so Fong is called in to give people shovel yeah. heads. Uh, yeah, basically. Exactly. yeah, basically. Now I really hope you've seen this one. I um, haven't. No. Oh, you gotta oh, see no. it. <laughs> one of the problems is I can't find it because when I go to search for it, um, oh, yeah. the other so showdown down. pops up. Which yeah, I there's guess, other movies called Showdown. Yeah, yeah. with Bill Blanks. Yeah. Right, and the Billy Blanks one came out the same year, which I didn't realize. <laughs> that's uh, even worse. I know. That's what's hard when we have it on the site. It says Showdown 1993, and then we put Showdown Billy Blanks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the same year. Uh, yeah, so you know what it is. Yeah. Actually, I did find it. The problem was somebody had it in seven parts, mm. and one of the parts <laughs> is missing. I oh, think that's of course what it the is. issue is. Yeah, maybe I think it's the shovel head part. Oh, yeah. I, I hope not. Or yeah, well, like, I'm sure you'll get to see it someday. But because it's an AIP tape, and the people on the front cover of the box are not in the movie, which yeah. they did uh, many times. And uh, so don't get mis- misled by that if anyone's out there and they see those people on the cover of the showdown box. Like, no, those are those great AIP models that they use sometimes. Yeah. But but why? I mean, what's you so wrong think... with having Leo Fong and Werner Herzinger and the rest of the cast? You know, <laughs> they'd just be you know palling around on the cover. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Because that's if you look at the poster for Expendables three, they're all like palling around on the poster. Like even Mel Gibson, you know, he's like the villain, right? So why are they palling around on the poster? They're like with their arms around each other and yeah, smiling. It's like, hey, and hey guys, we're here. It's like Conrad Stonebanks. Yeah. Um, I bought the poster. So it's like <laughs> with Conrad Stonebanks. So it's like, uh, uh, but as I mentioned, that Troy Donahue is back as police captain. <laughs> no name no name not like lieutenant jones it's police captain yeah that's like when um dick van patten played school principal uh, yeah yeah he played principal. principal yeah dangerous place yeah dangerous place that could be his best work man would you would you agree i i would say dangerous place i think yeah. it, it's it's first off i think it's the pinnacle of the sit-down role so i think in that <laughs> sense i think that might be Dick Van Patten's best because like somebody was talking about Kill Point with um, Cameron Mitchell's sit down role and he stands up quite a bit in in Kill Point. Um, he's when he dies. What uh, spoiler alert? I should maybe should be talking. <laughs> oh, about that's later. okay. Yeah, that's sorry, okay. But, but no, but yeah, there's a scene where they go confront Leo Frong at his hotel room where he's standing. So it's not. Uh, yes, it's a sit down role in that sense for Cameron Mitchell, but it's nowhere near the quality. I mean, the only time that I think uh, Van uh, the Van Patten stands in that movie is when he does it out of out of um out of you know I guess the manners when Aaron Gray enters his office and it's like well a woman's entering the office I've got to stand I I think it's the only thing that keeps him from sitting the entire time yeah no and, and if not for that yeah you're I think he would have been uh, seated the whole time I think we may have mentioned this before but I think my personal favorite sit down role is Mickey Rooney in Maximum Force because yes. <laughs> you believe that he's just sitting around the limo no, that is a true sit-down role i think that's where we came up with that phrase yeah um, um, he's supposed I mean, to be a crooked mayor he must be because he's in a, it's in a limo like he, yeah. even if he wanted to well maybe he could stand up because he's mickey rooney but i think even <laughs> if he wanted to stand up he couldn't yeah, so, yeah. i mean it's, it's, <laughs> never, mind. Say, <laughs> never mind never oh, mind <laughs> he might be a shortish man so maybe yeah <laughs> oh, shortish yeah shortish yeah this would be nice say shortish it's only three two <laughs> so you're saying he might have been standing up the whole time and we yeah just i wasn't know. gonna <laughs> maybe 
<laughs> you know, I, I, now I'm thinking like for an idea for for no subject would be a movie called Sit Down that just has those two. Rudy oh, I like Pat that. Sitting the yeah. entire or time. other well, people. Not, not the you know, like, a, like just, like, there's action happening around them, right? Like, like they're, they're always sitting. I like anytime this. Anytime they're in a scene, it's just the two of them sitting together talking. Maybe, like maybe like they're they're the ones who are in charge, right? And then it's like you know you know whoever it is that 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 shows up to like you know to to fight um you know on the drive whoever the, the star is like they come in to talk about it and then they're like all right go ahead and take care of business or whatever but they're, they're just sitting the whole time oh you can my get, dinner okay. with mickey <laughs> <laughs> so you can get mickey rooney you can get david carradine he loves sitting down and rolls <laughs> <Yes. laughs> um, who else sits i'm trying to think eric roberts I, is a fan eric roberts sits now he just sits in a van right so it's yeah. like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the whole podcast is eric roberts or a whole movie just eric roberts sitting in a van he had a seatbelt on i think so that's good and then he's he's, he's surveilling uh yeah. dick van patten and mickey rooney like he, i don't know why he needs to because they're yeah. not going anywhere but he's surveilling <laughs> them in his van <laughs> i love the idea too of like eric roberts having the seatbelt on so that way yeah. he can have an excuse if like the director's like are right, you got to stand for this scene he's like no, like, no. I'm, I'm gonna seat i got on. a seatbelt on how am i supposed to stand when i've got a seatbelt oh you're right eric no just keep sitting you're fine <laughs> oh i have a good title for, you Go know, ahead. like a modern day title like this is uh-huh. the type of thing you'd see released by you know some company motionless yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know so it's called motionless and then yeah it, this is great everyone who sits down yeah, yeah. I mean, and Seagal. This, Seagal loves. Oh, so, I mean, oh yeah, he loves a good sit down. He's role. been dying to sit down for like most of his career. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like 1998 now. on, probably. <laughs> there was there was one movie he did where he um he 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 was uh like sitting. He was in a car. He was like doing like some kind of surveillance thing, like following somebody in a car. And you could tell he was just sitting there, and, and there was like a screen green screen behind him, and it, it's like the perfect way to get him to be able to just sit. It's like okay, well just. Move the steering wheel a little bit. Pretend you're actually like driving around. And, like, yeah, you're you're uh, doing a stakeout. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think that might have been Shadow Man because I remember watching that again, or or maybe Attack Force. But there's a part where you could clearly tell it's a green screen. It's like did this really terrible zoom out, and it's like, okay, you're not tricking, you're not tricking me. No, I don't think Seagal cares if he's tricking us. To be honest, like he's no, just, he like, doesn't care anymore. He doesn't. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting. That's it. You're just that's the most to important thing. And, and then. And, the ultimate sit-down confrontation would be Steven Seagal, Eric Roberts. They all would be sitting down in like a right. big meeting, or like something, a board shooting room? at each other. Yeah, boardroom, all shooting at each other, but sitting. <laughs> They're shooting at each other. <laughs> at the end, it'd be Mickey that, Rooney, not Eric like dodging and flying. No, out of they're the just way. sitting there. They they kind of move side to side because they're in swivel chairs, maybe. But it's just like, but <laughs> okay, so they're all swiveling. Like well, I'm doing it now. I'm just like swiveling, and so swiveling. Yeah, like, justice. it's like a kind of like a standoff type thing too yeah, right that, where it's like and and the, the thing that can be great about the standoff yeah. is it's it's all a bunch of like one person you know like scenes of just one of them you know like or shots of each of just one of them so they don't even have to film the standoff in one no, it's a at sit-off. one time well yeah technically they can't call it a standoff yeah they're just right. sitting so, they sit off so sit off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> looks like we have here is a mexican sit-off <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> So there we go. There's there's your movie for you. Yeah. I mean, um, you probably go back to the well. Wait, where are we? One is no there. subject. Well, so I did <laughs> Kill Point for oh. my number three. Yeah. Um, what was your number two? Did you have? Choice. Did you, oh, yes, right. Because you did Showdown for him. Okay. My yeah. number two is Blood Street. Oh, hey, Blood Street, good one. Hey, we got we got a uh, a match. A match. <laughs> oh, so is your number two as well? Yeah. yeah. Hey, oh, a okay. blood match. We got it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <So. laughs> 
Well, yeah. And, and this is definitely in the vein of the other collaborations Fong has had with, you know, his kind of crew of people he works with, you know. Yeah. Well, this is amazing. Well, you just watched it the other day, didn't you, Matt? I did. So it, it had been in my YouTube queue for a while, and I, I hadn't gotten around to it. I was like, I, I got to do it. I got to just – because I, I knew this was coming. You know, we were, we were doing the podcast here. And it's like, well, there's no way. And I, I already kind of knew. I had a feeling that once I watched it, it was going to be high on the list. Like it just had that feeling of a movie when I was even like only like 20 minutes in. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. this movie's amazing. I mean, it's, just, it's Leo Fong. I mean, it has a Star Wars kind of crawl of text. Yeah. Now, you, now, you said this wasn't a reverse YouTube. That's movie, how right? I knew it wasn't a reverse YouTube was <laughs> I mean, that crawl of text. Like, it was like, okay, this is, I'm good to go. I don't need to reverse the image. It, just, it adds to the whole epic feel of the movie, uh, whether it's warranted or not. Uh, but, Matt, since you just watched it and it's still fairly fresh in your mind, like, what impressions I mean, do you have? Well, do you want to have the plot or a little bit, or do you just well, want to keep ta- want to talk I, about it? I mean, the plot, essentially, I mean, this is Fong to the max. The plot is <laughs> yeah. pretty much a series of, like, <laughs> smooth jazz sounds, uh, his voiceovers that are trying to be, like, I don't know, like, like some kind of... Raymond like, Chandler. Right, Raymond know. Chandler, <laughs> hard-boiled detective. Yes. And then a bunch of massacres, right? Like, I mean, we just have, like, these, <laughs> like, like 15 to 20 people getting killed at a time. Just, like, guys just going in with, like, you know, heavy artillery, and it's just, like, I mean, it's, it's just... I mean, it's, like, you're going, like, from massacre to... Uh, smooth jazz sound to Leo Fong trying to sound like a cute, like film noirist detective to another massacre repeat. You know, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, they don't call it blood street for nothing. I mean, right. yeah. Well, what's funny when you talk about, you know, Dr. Fajito, you mm-hmm. know, this is the one where this guy named Aldo McDonald and the guy says, are you going for old McDonald? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that now. It sounds like yeah. you're saying old McDonald and you're yeah, like, waiting for Fong to say oh, the cheap, cheap here and a cheap, cheap there or something like that. <laughs> and he has a great hat. It's maybe a magical hat in this movie. Yes. Cause like he punches somebody and the yeah. hat pops back on his head or something. Yeah. <laughs> This is almost so close to being number one Fong, but we, I think we might know what number one might be. Yeah, so, I, think um, we, I, think, I have a feeling we're, we're sharing a number one. So, yeah, and again, like, too, that's great. This is this is I, I think the Hawkeye conversation really just drives home how great these movies are. Yes, um, I agree. I mean, I need to see Showdown really bad now. It's yeah, you got to like, see I, it. Yeah, and I, I realized that's why I didn't watch it was because the person who uploaded it op- uploaded it in pieces and they're missing a piece. They're missing part six of seven. Well, check again. Like, you know, some people upload stuff to YouTube all the time. You should just like periodically check because. Yeah, I've uh, got to try to find a different version or see if somebody else has uploaded because, yeah, I, I think these movies and, and Blood Street just sort of like just takes it to like another like it just it, it, you can't. I don't know. Like it just. Yeah. The, I don't know if there's a way to describe if you haven't seen Blood <laughs> I know. It is very hard to describe. It but is. But you watch it and you just, you're in awe of how Well, crazy. they do have a certain feeling. You know, yeah. they have a certain – it's, it's like very hard to describe. It's like – it's a low-budget feeling. It's like right. it's hard – and there's like something is obviously amateurish about it, but you're still watching. Well, I, but it's, it's not like, just that it's amateurish. Like, yes, there are some amateurish qualities, but – they're trying. It's like they're trying. A, you can tell. There's a ton of heart in these movies. Like it's not. They're not like lazily put together. Like, you know, they're trying hard. You know, and and that that goes a long way. A long way. You know, a lot of these movies like they're low budget and they just they're just there's certain shoddy things about them. The, these don't really have that feeling like you want to turn it off and you think it's no, bad. It's like no. yeah, they have a lot of limitations, but they but they're just they have so much heart. You know. 
Well, the thing about what, do you ever do you watch these movies in pieces sometimes, Brett or Matt? I I can't. You well, know, on YouTube, like, I don't like to do that on YouTube. No. It's for the very reason that Matt was saying is that I don't want there to be even unintentionally like some missing moments. Like if you're putting them in parts, and how do I know they're not cutting off ten seconds here, twenty seconds there? So if I see movies in parts, I just don't watch it. It has to be one piece. See, that's the thing. If they if they uploaded, I come in piece and pieces. Oh. That'd be really interesting. Like, oh, upload you in pieces. Well, how about pieces? <laughs> Right. pieces and pieces <laughs> yeah well because i see this one's nine like showdown was nine years ago so i remember when i was posting mst3k episodes on my youtube back in like the the late um 2000s like probably about yeah it would have been like 13 years ago you couldn't upload a movie at that time you had to 10 minutes was your limit and so oh that's I right do, it's short short uh times on youtube yeah so it would always be in pieces so what i would do is i would do like an overlap of like 30 seconds or something like that yeah where, i mean that's what a responsible person would do i just don't right. trust that everyone no. that's doing that is responsible but, but speaking of which i did see there's someone who's uploading mystery science theater and riff tracks things and his uh youtube name is uh zap Rousedower. So uh, if you're interested, you can He's the watch hero after. we always wanted. That's awesome. yes. Well, so when I got busted for mine, you know, the oh, no. thing, I got busted. This was around the same time, like 09. I got busted. It wasn't because MST3K busted me. It was somebody who made one of the or, or distributed one of the movies that they made oh, fun of. Yeah. I think it was Rocket Ship XM, actually. And I think I read on um the the their uh, colossal episode guide that that was one that they had trouble getting the rights to that mm. um they were kind of shocked actually at how much and i think it was like one that i like, think it was like frank conniff or one of them like really wanted to do the movie and they went through all this trouble to get it and then when they did it they were like this didn't turn out so great like just maybe like we didn't need the movie that bad oh uh, um, well but i think uh, that was what got me busted i think that was the one where it was like somebody filed a complaint and i just took all the episodes down and um yeah, my my account name was was uh was Deep Cheeks. I don't know what made me decide to come with that for the account name. <laughs> and apparently, like people would like talk about like who was posting MST3K things um on like Live Journal and stuff like that, and they'd be like, "Yeah, Deep Cheeks has some really great like uploads and stuff like that." Like, so you were like the deep throat of your time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. And so I was trying to advertise the site. That was like my idea. Was that like you know, I just started the uh the DTV connoisseur, so I was putting links to the hmm. DTV connoisseur in. In the the descriptions of the of the of the, of the MST3K, so what happened was I think I had posted like a clip of like girl in gold boots, and someone was like, "Can you just post the whole episode?" And I was like, "I guess I could, yeah, I guess you know." And, and people were getting kind of pushy too. They're like, "Well, just post it then. Why aren't you posting it and all that stuff?" And I was like, "Okay, you gotta post right, it. Right. You gotta post well, That's the thing with dealing with these internet people. Like, yeah. it's just they're very hard to deal with sometimes. Yeah, they got very pushy, and I was like, "Okay." And then then it, like once I posted it, suddenly everyone was like, "This is amazing. What else have you got?" And I started. I just kept posting them and then people were like making requests and i had like i think i had over a million views like total um at, you know with all and then it was just like it all just i mean like the entire thing is done right because you know i got busted so like they just revoked the account and everything so um the you know i have my dtv connoisseur account now um which doesn't have any videos yet but but uh yeah so it was you know that was me doing like the, the pieces of movies i was doing i was using like windows movie maker which doesn't even exist anymore and uh yeah. uh so i was thinking ty you know you know how like best video and i guess netflix they do mail order rentals why don't you send matt your copy and he could watch it and he could send it back what show out yeah because then matt do you still have your vcr uh i do uh, yeah that's a good uh, point yeah i yeah that's a good point yeah, so I, if you wanted to do that that could be something that or you know maybe you know what why don't we get our buddy to make a dvd burn of it and I, we could send it to you 
I think he still has that technology. I think. I'll, why don't we do I'll that? call him? Because that and, might be uh, the only way you could see this movie. I, um, you, you could be right. Because again, like, there's tons of copies of the other showdown, and which of course is also, I think, it's also on a uh, on Tubi. So that's that's basically, you know. Well, we'll work on this. We'll try to help you. We'll yeah. try to. Help. Yeah, we'll make that our goal. We'll make that for this year. Um, we'll try to do that. But uh, so more more to say about Blood Street. Uh, well, we didn't mention that Richard well, Norton's in it. Richard Norton, Stack Pierce, all the all the favorites are yeah, in this one. Movies. Um, does Chuck Jeffries play Stack Pierce's son in the movie? He does. <laughs> that works. Yeah, the father-son team of Solomon and Bones. That's Chuck Jeffries <laughs> plays Bones. <laughs> the whole movie, this is a really great falling movie. I mean, you just have to check it out. Hopefully it'll be somewhere. It's on, on YouTube. Parts. So it, but it's, it's on parts? YouTube. No, it's all one movie. So All one it, movie, it, all one shot. Okay, It's good. a pretty solid, I would say it's a pretty solid uh, version of it so um the sound isn't great so just keep that in mind i think that's one thing is that like either watch it in a location where you can just crank up the sound as loud as you can and people are going to get mad at you um you know or maybe somehow get headphones or something like that because that was the one issue that i had with it um i was i was able to i was like fortunately able to crank it up if i needed to um but that's the one issue that may come up with that version of it but um, i mean it's, it's it's a vhs rip actually no I, i'm saying that there's some tracking issues as well with the copy that, of blood street <laughs> so um you actually when you it's one of those ones where you when you hit when you hit play um you see a blue screen and the word play mm-hmm. comes up in the upper corner <laughs> that's the yeah so it's like Sorry. just like watching a vhs tape i mean that's exactly. perfect well and, it could be the one because i have the tape you know, put out by KB releasing. Mm-hmm. So that well, see, that's the, the thing. One. There's these, I, I, I would be surprised if it was a different one because, yeah. you know, these small labels were really the only ones willing to take a chance on these movies, like these low budget Fong movies when yeah. at a time well, when video stores needed product for their shelves. And then KB releasing also put out kindergarten Ninja. Oh, they, well, no surprise yeah. there. Yeah. Cause they're connected uh, to the Fong and the Chungs, you know, yeah. I guess, uh, I can do number uh, one. I think we might know right, what number, number one is. We have the same number one, don't we? All right. I go for it, Matt. Low blow? Yep, low blow. Low blow. Low blow. Yes. Yeah, this is I, the first time I've ever seen Fong. Like, it's like, I watched this movie at the video store. I think we had a best video. And it's like, this is one of the best movies. <laughs> well, I mean, the cover art, the which cover really is amazing. art. You know, yeah. it's a piece of artwork where the guy's fist is about the same size or maybe slightly bigger than his head. <laughs> and the cover. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it's not Fong. It's someone else right. but 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 that artwork it really draws you in and then um there's some classic fongisms uh in this oh yeah well i have uh, the line all right what is it i this is the elephant in the room so go yeah. for it tell the bank the check is in the mail yeah no <laughs> that, well, as we always say the check is in the mail that check is in the mail i just wrote we always used to quote that we still no, quote that check is in the mail <laughs> Um, so what yeah, that one? that line delivery makes almost the entire movie worth it. Yeah, what's the other one? Where's my ham sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> There's like a robbery at the diner, and you just walk in and like, my "Where's my ham sandwich?" You know, or something like that. And, and they're like, "What?" And these start <laughs> beating people up. And they're like, well, okay, all right, I guess you're gonna take care of the robbers, and you know that's fine. Yeah. Between the two uh, best Fong quotes are probably, uh, "How'd you like a shovel head?" and "The check is yeah. in the mail." I mean, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, who else has these great quotes? You know, well, it's um, like that lady who has a bombophone. You know, it's like, oh, you know. <laughs> Peggy the Moocher. Let's yeah, not Peg- get into well, that. I don't think no, that's not. I don't, is that Peggy? Oh. But it was I, like I Obama phone. You know, and also if you ever, uh, hear the the remix. Uh, yeah, gotta listen to the remix, Matt. It's, it's like, <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, Mitt Romney sucks bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny stuff, but. Uh, <laughs> 
um, the bad part of Mitt Romney. Yeah, because he sucks funny. bad. So that's <laughs> we only know he sucks because we actually <laughs> talked about Mitt Romney um, on the <laughs> on the Ron Martini episode for a while. Did we mention him as a potential action star? We did. Mitt, yeah, then we yeah. talked about him being like a Western star or something like that. If yeah, right. Mittens Romney or yeah. full name. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, so low blow. It also has uh, Billy Blanks. Billy Blanks, right? one of his earliest roles. And one of his earliest yeah. roles, yeah. I don't think he says anything, does he? He's like a bodyguard, right? Or, yeah, I think he's a bodyguard. Does he fight Fong? I haven't seen it in a little while, so. I, I don't know if he fights Fong. I can't remember. That's a good point. I can't remember if he fights Fong or if he fights um, one of the other guys. Um, I have to check because I think I might remember. I mean, this was, was interesting. So I hadn't seen this until we. You know, I don't remember how long ago we, we first decided we were going to do the um the. Fong it's been episode. a few months off. I mean, you don't, not a year, but pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> so you start, you started watching it right away so after I we kind of set this it up. One. Yeah, yeah, I was like, okay, I've got to get this one in. Uh, so he, he did have a good. I said here he had a good fight with Fong. Um, uh, but it's not a Billy Blanks film per se. It's more a Leo Fong movie that has Billy Blanks in it. But um, yeah, you know, I kind of realized the kind of juice that that Fong had when I posted the review of of this movie recently, <laughs> and and it got a lot of traction. Like a lot of people were coming to you know check it out. It's like um, I was like, man, there's there's a huge Fong market out there. Um, yeah, people... the, the Fong community is strong. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like that. That's good. <laughs> I didn't even mean to say it that way, but I do think he has fans and. Uh, I would throw in the Revenge of the Bushido Blade only because it, oh, it, it didn't really come up. It, that's one of I th- oh, that's like that's one of his first. I think it's from the 70s, um, and that's one of the few of any of these to make it to any kind of physical format like a Blu-ray. So I, I do think that's worth mentioning. Also, oh, Disney uh, go Bushido. Uh, oh, is that him or is, or is that, that um, Gerald Akamura? Oh um, no, I have to look it up. But I mean, <laughs> but I don't, is that even that movie or is it different? Well, Bushido was uh, maybe American Street Fighter. Oh. Um, well, anyway, but uh, but Low Blow it has a little bit higher production value than like a Hawkeye or a Blood Street. It's like because I think that was put out by was it Vestron or Lightning Video? Yeah, well, I have uh, I have that that tape. So it's only so tape, I mean right? that's a kind of a bigger company than like a KB releasing. So that's kind of like a next level up for Fong, I would say. Yeah, he does he does scream Bushido. Oh, okay, so, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I realized too, this is a film that, that you that 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 you, me, and uh Mitch have, have covered. Um, oh nice. It's it's a trifecta. It's a trifecta film. So uh yeah, that's <laughs> I, I wonder if that might be one of the well, because I haven't reviewed a lot of these ones um on my site. The only thing I've reviewed other than this one is Fight to Win or Twenty Four Hours to Midnight. I, I also reviewed that one. So um so yeah, there aren't many opportunities for them to be uh trifectas because I have to review them. I guess they're right, catching up on them. <laughs> well I look forward to your Blood Street review. Yeah, and showdown. The, that'll gonna, be the next one. Blood we're working Street. on it. Yeah. Um Blood Street is gonna that's yeah, that's that's a, it's in my, my I have a letterbox of like what I've watched recently that I'm going to be reviewing at some point, and I just added that one in there. So I gotta reconfigure where it's gonna go on the list, but um yeah, Blood Street has to happen. But I mean, this one here, Low Blow, was just such a fun review to write, too. Because it, I think that's the thing. The difference between this one, I think, I mean, yes, there's the cult part of it that is kind of dark. Um, but overall, I think this might be the most fun of the Leo Fongs, where it's like, 
And it was like a lot of Leo Fong movies, like one, his character almost always is in a situation where his wife was like murdered and or raped. Um, so there's always that dark piece of it. Also, those movies, they tend to be a lot of massacres. I don't know if you guys <laughs> noticed that, too. It's like it just seems like, you know, uh, there's two gangs that are fighting and one just comes into a room with like a bunch of, you know, heavy artillery. And just or, or like it's like they do like they do their version of the Cobra um uh, grocery store robbery in Kill Point, <laughs> but it's like they just kill everybody in there with the, you know, and and um part of the deal I guess is because they don't want witnesses, but it's like everybody knew that they were in there killing them with uh, you know high powered artillery. Um, so this one has like a this one's a little bit more fun I guess in that sense. And it has a certain effect which you won't give away. Uh, that, ha- that Leo Fong does to somebody. Was this <laughs> towards the end? Yeah, I think so. Or, and it's like okay, that's a great effect. <laughs> We won't see what it is, but you'll yeah. know when you see it. Yeah. All right, and that should entice people to watch it if they haven't. Um, I think, is this on YouTube? I haven't really checked. Or well, Tubi. It's actually or... on Tubi now. It's actually oh, been added nice. to Tubi. Yeah. It's upgraded um, so to Tubi. This, th- that's the other thing, too. I think this might be the only one of the ones we've been talking about that is on – one of the that's on something other than YouTube or like you've got to dig up the VHS of it. I think I think this one's on or I know it's on Tubi now, but I think it might be the only one of the ones we've been talking about. But hopefully this could be the start of like a Fong Renaissance because the you know the we got the Blu-ray of Revenge of the Bushido Blade. We're talking about him. You said there's a you know a strong fan community. Maybe there could be some releases in the future. Um, That'd be great to see. Yeah, like maybe a company like Vinegar Syndrome, as we're always saying, maybe they could release some of these movies i'm sure they have access to some of these fong movies especially like um like kill point or low blow i would think that'd be great i would i would upgrade well it's so hard to upgrade because it's so great to have the tape because you've had it, I've had it for so long well so no I, one's saying you have to get rid of your tape i would never get rid of it anyway yeah so. and revenge of the bushido blade is on tubi as well i just looked it up um so that's another one that um and i say i haven't seen that one yet that's why it, it, you know i don't know if oh perfect made, but, yeah. something for you to watch on tubi yeah, um, I think that's so. So that's that's another one that, like you said, it's got a new release out, but also people can check it out on them. On IMDb, it's listed as the last reunion. Um, oh yes. yeah, that is the or enforcer title. from Death Row, right? And it's a different title. There's a couple different titles. Yeah. So, um, Cameron Mitchell, do, do we? Uh, does he sit a good amount in that one, or is he standing for? I believe he is standing, and possibly yeah. even moving around because yeah. it was the 70s. That was before he was really doing sit down stuff. So yeah, I, it's, that's pre sit down. I think he moved around a little bit in Low Blow because he plays the villain. So yeah. he plays right, like the Jonestown-esque villain. Yeah, you know, he sits for most of that because he's blind. He kind oh, of well, oh, right. He's got his sunglasses on once. the whole time, and he's just kind of yeah. sitting there just being like, a, you know, yeah. Um, I, I think, right? Maybe he did, you, you're right. He does kind of get up a little bit. but He got up once, looked out the window. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he wanted to see what the weather was that day. Yeah, he like, <laughs> he's, still, he's looking out the window, but he can't see. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, maybe he could tell it was raining. Um, of course, why would he want to look at it? But I guess that's beside the point. Yeah. Well, I, I wonder guess... if this is where he meets Cameron Mitchell, um, Leo Fong, and it's just like, hey, I've got tons of movies that I've got. I've got tons <laughs> of scripts for parts where you just need to sit with where and wear sunglasses. What do you think? He's like, yeah. Can I teach a dog how to smoke? Yeah. Let's make it happen. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> well, that might be the perfect way to wrap up our list. I mean, um, I think, yeah. So when people want to check out Fong, I guess, what would be a good starter? I mean, just before we end this. Uh, it depends. I mean, if you want something that's a little more professional, I guess you, I would say low blow. But if you want something with the high fun factor, I would yeah. say Blood Street or Hawkeye, even though he's not in Hawkeye. but Or um, what's the or Showdown. Yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, Showdown, Hawkeye, Blood Street. Low blow, 
pretty much all the ones that were on our list yeah. are perfect places to start. Yeah, I think the fact that Low Blow is on Tubi, at least for American listeners, that's that makes it an easier watch. Like you can just grab it. I, I think I had to watch it on YouTube when I did it for the review, but I think that might help as a good starter as well because I, I think – yeah, I think understanding what you're getting into with Leo Fong, that like you said, like these movies are completely all over the place. There's like kind of bouillabaisse of crazy going on. But yeah. at the same time, there's an earnestness to these movies yes. that it, I think makes them more enjoyable. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that's a very well that's, said that's, way of putting it. <laughs> so I guess, Unlike what I just said. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's the end of the list. The I guess end of the pie. We can, you know. You know, give you your plugs or shoot up the plugos. Oh, shit. Oh, God. How about we punch up the plugos? That <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Let's get fantastic with it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> what a fantastic time we had. Yes, we did. It was very fantastic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess Matt, punch the plugos yeah, if you so want. The site is is DTV connoisseur.blogspot.com that's where you kind of can find everything um i am on twitter facebook um i'm on instagram i'm pretty much the only time i'm on instagram though is when i'm chatting with ty and um i'm i'm liking pictures um i don't post as much on there as i should be um i don't know if i'll I'll maybe get back to it but you can still follow me on there um and and you know who knows maybe i'll follow you back and like your pictures so um (laughs) so there's that, that part but um yeah so that's probably the big thing um my novel is out uh girl in a gun um you can find that on amazon um probably best to go to my you know search for my name matthew poirier or to go on uh the website dtvconnoisseur.blogspot.com and the link is there um also the links to the podcast all of that stuff is on there see now you have two books you have chat and accounting and a girl in the gun it's pretty yeah. good yeah. yeah yeah i'm hoping to get another one out this year um oh do you but, have an idea for oh, i don't want to you know how do we spoil well, I've got it the, 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 the draft it's just a matter of if the draft is going to be finished like i'm working like I, it's one of those things because like, the, the novel is like I don't know, you know, 100,000, 140,000 words. Um, and it's like reading through it because I don't make any money writing. So I also can't really spend any money like to have somebody edit or something. So I've got to edit it. And it's like, you know, just doing all the read throughs to make sure I get the typos and stuff out. It's like read through it once. And it's like, I don't want to touch it again for a while. But then it's like, you know, I'm hoping to get one out this year. And we're already into to May. Um, and it's probably got a couple more read throughs. So I'm, I'm, I'm fingers crossed, you know, it, we'll get another one out this year, but we'll see. And you have a title or not nothing yet? I do. Yeah. It's called The Holtman Arms. It's about a guy who uh, he writes romance novels under a um, uh, a pen name, and he lives in a, an apartment called The Holtman Arms because he, he, he's a successful romance writer because he's under the pen name. He has to pretend he's not making as much money, so he has to live in this cheap <laughs> apartment. Um, and you know, kind of the people that he encounters in the apartment and things like that, while well, at the same time his career is starting to grow, and uh, he's kind of dealing with that stress of like not being able to tell everybody that he's this famous romance writer. Hmm. That's so good. I mean, well, so it's like Nora Roberts and um, uh, Mary Higgins Clark. Uh, sure, <laughs> maybe. Um, go back to Professor Burrito or whatever. Yeah, as soon as we're done doing this, I'm going right back to Professor Burrito. Yeah. I think it's Dr. Fajita, right? <laughs> yes, it was. But is that really any different in the long run of life? Yeah. Um, so, uh, Ty, what do we well, have plugs? Or? Yes. Well, I was going to say thanks again for being on the show. <laughs> I guess, unless we do the plugs first, then say thanks again. But it's not okay. And then you say thanks again, again. Again. Okay, fine. We'll do the plugs first. <laughs> so we have uh, comeuppancereviews.net, the website. Um, and then we have them on Twitter under Ty Comeuppance. Instagram is Ty Action Rocks. I posted Terror at London Bridge today, oh. David Hasselhoff. Um, and we're on Facebook under the website name. Oh, and yes, you know, the podcast. Uh, see Sorry. if you want to email us, uh, it's crpodcast.yahoo.com. 
Yeah, we're on all the podcatchers. You know, and we're on all the podcatchers. Google Play and something like that. <laughs> I haven't said that one in a while, I guess. Yeah, I, I think we're on Google. Yeah, we're on Google Play. And, yeah, we're on uh, Google iHeartRadio, TuneIn. Yeah. Um, and of yeah, course, iTunes. Most people yeah. listen on iTunes. Yeah, we're on Google, Heart, Tunes. You, <laughs> <laughs> you want to save some time when you're listing all the places that we're on. Just, I'll have uh, apostrophes and then the name. You know, so <laughs> kind of like apostrophe playing and apostrophe play. extreme measures or whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, of course, that's the whole title. So why yeah. would there be an apostrophe? <laughs> apostrophe um, measures. But yeah, how can you mix mix between depth of measures and extreme measures? I guess it would be apostrophe extreme. So, well, but, you know, lots the of 90s things were apostrophe extreme back then. Yeah. The 90s, you know, Hugh Grant extreme. You know, it's like, <laughs> so much foppiness. Well, we, we just talked about that in the, uh, oh, okay. the past we'll episode. Foppy, but, uh, but you know, the, can... this time Hugh Grant would be drinking a Mountain Dew. That would be the only yeah. difference. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um, 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 I like Mountain Dew. Um, 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 um. So it's like, I, it's like, I, I guess it's the, like, go ahead. Oh, what I was going to say, I just had the, it was the general melon version of Mountain Dew. Um, I was I was in the airport <laughs> flying up to New England and uh, uh, eating at this uh, place, Chickies and Pete's in the, in the airport. And I saw this like pink Mountain Dew. And I was like, huh, I got to try it. And it says like a an angry watermelon with a, an army hat on. It was like general melon. And I was, it, it, it had plenty of caffeine, though, for sure. It was it was extreme. I would say it was, it was on the extreme side. Well, I think General Mellon was also in this movie I just watched with uh, Dr. Fajita. So, yeah. um, <laughs> all right. On that note, everybody, no, uh, thanks, uh, thanks for thanks listening. Again. And no, no, thanks um, again, Matt, for being on the thank show. Thank you, Matt. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. This well, we'll be back on your show soon to talk Zags, right? Or I think we're, zagging, we're zagging it up, I think. Zagging it up, zigzagging it up. Zigzagging. It's like with Paul Simon, slip sliding away. Now we're zigzagging it up. Zigzagging it up. Okay, bye. Okay, we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye, bye, bye.
Kirchenbauer. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's and 